This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <gasps> Rana. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Rana, we have some exciting news from that. of all the time. All the time. All the children. All the TikToks are just that joke. Oh, I love TikTok. Isn't it great, Rana? I love it so I could I could watch endlessly people who have spent hours doing dances, learning how to do dances. I could watch it forever. I love it so much. You, I think it's mesmerizing. I, it's, it is your speed. There's no doubt about that. But that's not what we wanted to talk about. Today. No, we want to we talk about something say, even more exciting. This is exciting. Tonight. I believe tonight. it's tonight. I think you're right. So this is like a little bit of a cold open, as they call it in show business. This yes. Because we already recorded the episode, so now... We're yeah. doing this cold open. Put on your shawl. One of our listeners, one of our CHIPs. Yeah. Get, the wonderful get Leah. Get a load of this. Is appearing on Jeopardy tonight. I am so excited. I tape Jeopardy tape as if I'm <laughs> 1984. I, I believe re- it. I would believe you had a VHS set up. You know what? I would too, actually. I think you'd enjoy that. I think you would enjoy the act of pressing record and rewinding. Is there anything more nauseating than going in someone's home these days? VHS tapes. Or DVDs? No, nothing's worse than DVDs. It's so disgusting. Funny you should bring that up. You know, this is it. This is like an opening that's not an opening. It's true. Evan Dando. Do you know who that is? Of course, the singer from like the Lemonheads. That's the one. Wow. He. <laughs> I love when I that I can still shock you. Yeah, of course. He, you can't. You you're thinking to yourself, where was Rana sitting, and what was she reading that led her to this moment? Evan Dan, any yeah, total. I mean, it's, Evan Dando, yeah, who used to be the boy face, the baby face lead singer of the Lemonheads, right? Who was sort of more known for his looks than his talent. Well, this is what I want to say. Okay. Exactly that, which is I never took Evan Dando seriously. I didn't either. And even though he was a very serious heroin addict, I never took that seriously either. I didn't know that, but I understand, I think. He was sort of a prep school heroin addict. Yes. He he was the, yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. Brady Spinella sort of thing. Yeah. So he was that sort of a thing. And in any event, he posted something on Twitter. Don't ask me why Twitter, which I'm barely on. Every now and again, I don't know what the algorithm is. They send something that says, oh, this is someone just posted something for you. It's never for me. Right. When I look at it. Ever. You don't know me. The only thing they ever write about is when it's David Baddiel. I do like following David Baddiel on Twitter. I think he's terrific. He is. He is. But people... 
Evan Dando just posted. What on earth <laughs> made them think? It was it was more shocking. The reaction you just had to me saying Evan Dando, triple that. I haven't talked to Evan Dando or about him. Oh, in, my God. I don't know. My phone couldn't even pretend I was listening in on Evan Dando. And then and they, you know. When we were talking about Evan Dando, however many we decades weren't. ago. We I weren't. just said I wasn't. We weren't. Yeah. yeah. Well, great news. Evan Dando just posted. And so he posted a photograph of some a pile of heroin. And it said something to the event of like it, something to the event of, you know, no longer a slave to this. So I don't have to worry about this. So something like that okay. to commemorate his sobriety. Sure. Anyway, I took a good look at that picture because I thought to myself, how old is this? What's this picture from? I started doing a little forensics. Okay. Watch out world. What are we looking at? Where is this? What's in the background? Where's that light of from? You know, let's just get an idea. Yep. If I had to figure out where he was or if he was held hostage, could I do it? I love it. And then I realized that the heroin was piled on top of a CD. <gasps> so this was like 90s vibes. Early Who knows? TV. I hope. God, you're right. Yeah. Maybe he's still listening to CDs, which, by the way, everyone just listens to vinyl and cassettes again. And, you know, all of this to say Leah is on Jeopardy tonight. Okay. So Leah is on Jeopardy tonight. By the way, we don't even have time for this. We have to go record another episode. We just added this because Leah wrote to us and said, Can you let everyone know I'm on Jeopardy? I'd love the good vibes coming my way, which on one hand makes sense. On the other hand, it's already pre typed, I'm sure. So she knows she already lost or, or won. Who knows? But please turn into your local ABC affiliate on April 12th. That's tonight today. to see her today. Also, little info on her. She's a middle school st- social studies teacher. Fabulous. Cute. She cares about her community. She's there to nurture young minds. She's basically a saint. And she's been listening to Attitude since 2017 and Ask since episode one. And she constantly is recommending the podcast to numerous friends and even stranger and then she strangers and she sent us pics of her publicity they do publicity sh- shots so there's one solo publicity shots they do publicity shots <laughs> i did a few publicity shots before the show started oh my god i am i am turning into Liza Minnelli <laughs> before our very eyes well someone has to because i'm convinced that she's like the dread pirate rabbits sure so it's your turn to be Liza Minnelli for the next 40 years. Yeah, she really, I mean, listen, no one. There's been four or five Liza Minnelli's. No, there's no like way. Like Saddam Hussein's. Yeah, there have to be. Devils. She's had yeah. 35 hip replacements. She's died yeah. 18 times. She probably yeah. had COVID five times. Like, I mean, you know. I think like Saddam that she has doubles. And, Mel- and Melania, remember Melania's double? Yes, I forgot. Did anyone ever that. get to the bottom of that? Of course it was true. Did they ever get to the bottom of it? I don't know. We're going to find out. You know what? Where's Ned Price? Ned Price. Where is big Ned fan Price? Of the show. He's, the, he's now. Wait, we've the never PS had him on here, have we? No, we haven't. He was yeah. on another show I used to do. Yes, I remember. He, uh, he was in li- live in person. Yeah. And he uh, is now the spokesman for the State Department. I was going to say, is he still moving and shaking in D.C.? A little busy. A little busy. Little busy. Yeah. True. 
Yeah. Well, Ned, you're welcome on any time. And Ned, I hope you're watching Jeopardy tonight. You might but learn Ned a little something. Ned will know. Ned will know whether Melania was a double or not. And I'm telling you that she was. And I'll tell you the reason it was because they probably hadn't ironed out the prenup yet, the, whatever the agreement was. Right. Remember when she used to pull her hand away? Oh, yeah. Remember when they he landed? Hadn't given her the money yet? Remember when they landed at Mar-a-Lago uh-huh. at the end of the at the end of his term? Yeah. When he like when whatever Air Force One or whatever helicopter he takes out of there, yeah. whatever landed. Yeah. yeah. And there were people cheering and he stopped to give like a speech and she just walked right by him. She fucking she hates him, but I, it doesn't mean I like her. in the house to use the bathroom and take her shoes off. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Done. Done now. Done now. Good luck, yep. Leah. All done. All done. All yep. done, which is, which is, you know. Leah, this was... <laughs> 12 Leah, minute open before the open, but we said hope, a great open and a great show. Leah, I up. hope it was worth it. And by that, I mean, I hope I get what I paid for tonight. Yeah. Well, I would tell you what you're not going to get. We just gave Leah, Leah this big opening, but I bet you when they said to her, when they do the interview and they say, Leah, tell us your interests. I bet she doesn't <sighs> say ask Ronna. So there. No, she's going to talk about that dumb middle school thing she's doing. Exactly. Kids, blah, blah. Opening minds. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Dangerous minds. Absolutely. Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, With the Coolio gangster. Boy, is she tough stuff, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. I'd be scared of her if I walked into a classroom. She's a survivor. (laughs) She really is. (laughs) This is not the show. We have to go now. Yeah, we got to go. Enjoy the show. Have fun. Hi, Rana. Brian, this has got to be a quick intro because I this is hot off the presses. This guy that oh we my had gosh. on tonight. I learned so much during this, Rana, and he is a spit fire. We did. So people need to know we already into look, look, time isn't always perfect, okay? No. We, we already interviewed this guy. Now we're doing the intro for the episode. Okay. That's how it's going today. That's just the truth. And by the way, sometimes pe- the audience needs to know this. And Rana, I'm going to tell you this too. When they shoot television and movies, they don't always shoot it in order. In fact, they rarely do. Did what? you know that? Yeah, did you know that? What? Yeah. How do the actors stay consistent? It's very difficult. Dolly Parton said when she got nine to five, she memorized the whole script in order. So they just all did it the whole thing. Oh, that is yeah. so upsetting to learn. But look, Hollywood, I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? So anyway, just so everyone knows, we're doing Hollywood, a uh, Hollywood right now, which is we already recorded the episode and we're doing the intro app. Yeah. And this guy is terrific. He's I loved so... having him on. But as I'm about to say, I opened my New Yorker and there it was fresh. Folded up. his show in the New Yorker, two pages. His Excuse show is me. just for us. It's a, all the hit of New York right now. You got to go see it. The also New Yorker in loved the New it. Yorker, a review of We Crashed. What they and say? I have I, to say, I watched the first episode. I haven't continued yet because I just started last. I night. feel like I would like him in that role, and I'm not a big. I fan have of his. to tell you something, and I'm not a Jared Leto fan. Me neither. He's incredible in this. He's perfect for this part. Like, and her, I don't really care too much for either. And oh, she's, right, I forgot. About she's Anne great too. Great. She's a, I have to say, Anne Hathaway's a good actress. Oh, she is a good actress. She's yeah. always good. She's, she's a very good, good actress. Yeah. She just uh, is. But he is incredible, and his Israeli accent is incredible. 
And his way of being, he is just as infuriating as any Israeli that you've ever met before. Well, I could just see him playing this role. Per- like really he seems like the- I'm excited to see it. Actually, he's I will giving say a performance. Right, he's not doing. Like I've a- always been on the fence about. You know, he because well, he's always one, doing he his own one man show. You know, by his club and this and that, and you know, every can he act? Can he not oh, act? God, and I House saw that Gucci, Denzel awful. movie. He was terrible in that. Whatever right. that was, Denzel and him, and I can't remember who else. Rami was Malek. In it. There's the one. Yeah. And uh, that movie was sort of a pot. I can't even remember it. And I saw it and I don't know. Was it an Oscar movie? It was in contention, but it didn't win anything. It It was like in the freer consideration thing. I'll throw myself in the river. But in any event, he's giving a real performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I believe it. It is, he is watchable and interesting to watch. You're giving yeah. a real performance. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Listen, dear, we've got about four. Oh, we do have a very important follow-up. And then I think we should get straight to the episode. You've got it. Before we get there, askronacoffee.com for all your morning needs, your shades yeah. of V, your carriage house blend. Forget about Veen and Vint. It's a limited time and it's out of stock right now, except for Cynthia Dupree Sweeney. Well, How- actually, I just gave a bag to Kate Arthur because I had a couple oh, of right, bags that I kept. That's right. And I have one bag for Scarlett Curtis. How fabulous was Kate Arthur? Oh, I could, She's so fantastic. Kate Arthur, I could talk to for the rest of my life. She's wonderful. I could sit there and talk. I felt so honored to have an hour set aside just to talk Wasn't to her. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. And of course, Negrana.com for all your nighttime needs, all your cocktails, all yeah. your this, all your yeah. foreplay, everything. Uh, yeah. 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 Actually, I lied about the follow-up. It's a Patreon follow-up that I re- that's really important. So oh, well, if people want to hear them. it, they'll have to come there. Yeah. But enjoy this episode because it's a really fun one. And I have to say, it's not only hilarious, it's extremely informative. I feel like I learned a lot. Oh, yeah. It's a real sort of dialectic. Yeah. 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 Uh, this was great. And I hope people go see his show in New York ASAP. It sounds like it's sold out the, this run at the moment, and then there's an- another run coming. So yeah. it's all in there. Yep. All right, dear. Kiss, On kiss. to Alex Edelman. I can't wait. Rana, I have to tell you, finding mm. and booking a doctor who's right for me is generally not a fun experience. No, it's hard. You have to do all that research. Ask all every that person research. You, know. you have to hope you can get on their calendar in the next month. Ugh. And are they any good? Are they any good? Are they any good? Will they take your insurance? Will they understand your needs? Will they be available when you can see them? Well, with ZocDoc, the answer is refreshingly pain-free. Yes, ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed that take your insurance and are available when you need them. I needed a dermatologist and a pinch runner. I I didn't have time to wait for two weeks for an issue. Guess what? I went right on ZocDoc and I got what I needed. Is that right? Yeah, and by the way, and, you, and by the way, your issue has been resolved beautifully. Beautifully, and you can either book an appointment in person or use telehealth. In fact, Zocdoc's a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed that take your insurance and are available when you need them. You can read up on local doctors. You can get verified patient reviews. See what other humans have to say about their visit. So that way, when you walk into the doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com. Wonderful. Choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, it's up to you. Just like that, you're booked. So find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every ZocDoc.com slash Ask Rana, isn't it? Yeah. 
slash escron. It's that easy. And download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours every month. Millions of people use ZocDoc. I'm one of them. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that's surprisingly pain-free. Get your docs in a row with ZocDoc. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com <laughs> slash askrana. ZocDoc dot com slash askrana. Brian. Rana. I noticed your hair is looking thick and luxurious. Listen, it's not the only thing that... It is, Rana, and I appreciate <laughs> that very much. My hair is become Maine. And by that, I mean mm. it's thicker, fuller, healthier. 80 million men and women in the U.S. experience thinning hair, yet it's still not openly talked about, which mm. is a shame. We should talk about it. We're yeah. going to right now. Normalize thinning hair. Correct, because it can be very stressful. It can be even scary. True. And the sort of stigma of it, and they're not talking about it, just adds to the problem. Yeah. I use Nutrafol. You want to know why, Rana? Because it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's proven to work, and it's formulated with potent botanicals to help your hair grow as strong as you want. And it's physician formulated to be 100% drug free. And does it work? Yes, Padme. Yes, it's natural. It uses botanicals. It deals with whole body health even. And on top of thicker, stronger hair without lasers and without chemicals, Nutrafol's ingredients may also help you get a handle on better sleep, stress response, skin, nails. A little thing I like to call Libido. What? Libido. Oh. Visit Nutrafol.com and take their hair wellness quiz for customized product recommendations that put the power to grow thicker, stronger hair back in your hands. When you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never have to miss a dose. Shipping's free. You can pause or cancel anytime. Does it work? Yeah, it does. In clinical studies, Nutrafol saw thicker, stronger hair growth with less shedding in three to six months. And you've seen it yourself, haven't you? Of course I have. Whether you're experiencing thinning or not, you deserve hair as strong as you are. Nutrafol can help you achieve your hair growth naturally. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going Mm -hmm. to Nutrafol.com and using promo code Brian. With a Y. Thank you. To save. $15 off your first month's subscription. This is the best offer available anywhere. And it's only available to you as customers for a limited time. Plus, Rana, free shipping on every order. Wow. So get $15 off. I use Nutrafol. That's why this is good. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, for hair as strong as you are. Fabulous. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something, you can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Wait a minute. Rana. 
I have a lot to say today. You know me. I've been in a snit all week about everything. You really have something. And now I've got to deal with a new operating system on Apple. I don't want to talk about it. Focus. Oh, that metronome was driving her crazy. Tell them to focus instead of me. I can't. I'm focused. I knew where the do not disturb button was. Now, now they're going to move it around so that I can have more layers to telling mm-hmm. my computer what I'm up to so it can understand my day part better and how I just want to so, spend my time. Just so everyone knows, um, this isn't an episode we pre-recorded six months ago. Ron is just finding out about the focus feature. <laughs> Well, this is why I don't update my uh, update my operating system. I don't blame systems. you. Actually, it's always I don't like need a to relearn how to walk every three months. Thank you very much. How about I talk into my microphone? How about I, that? <laughs> I guess today. Yeah. Here I was. You talk about how recent this is. Here I was last night, flipping through a hot, fresh. Wow. Where's this going? Of oh, the New Yorker. My New Yorker arrived. Love it. And I said to myself, I had been out. I took it with me to Los Angeles. I went to Cynthia Dupree's book wait, 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 I don't really want to talk about this with you because you said you were going to be there and then you weren't there. I thought it was And I flew all the way out there and there I was and I felt like an absolute heel. I had no date. I had no walker. I, Alex, I'm. It's Alex Settlements here today. I'm Rana's <laughs> Walker, which I'm proud to be. Yes, but I didn't realize, Rana, you could have just shot me a text saying like, "Hey, are you going tonight? You're going, I, right?" When but you I guess say I you're going to be flight. somewhere, and you give me a hard time about it. I expect to see you there. But I RS. Okay, fine, Rana. In you know, any guys, event, not in front I of the was. kids. Not in front now, of the kids. Now, finally, I'm in a I got back to my hotel room. I was flipping through. I keep on wanting to think that you're going to say burgers when you say fr- Yeah, I was flipping burgers in my <laughs> hotel room. I was flipping through a fresh copy of the New Yorker, and what, lo and behold, there was a two-page review of Alex Edelman's show. Alex. And, and we are so finger on the pulse that we've got him here the next day. I can't actually wow. think of a bigger compliment than the New Yorker writing two pages about somebody. I'm not even kidding. Very what? impressive. Alex, mm-hmm. dear, and you're from Brookline. I'm from Brookline. No one's perfect, but uh, but Brookline well, it depends Brookline. on which part of Brookline. What's the vibe of Brookline? Brookline's pretty nice. At least it's not Chestnut Hill. No, no, no. no. Uh, the vibe of Brookline, it's uh, it's good. It's like it's got it's very much a Bostonian. Uh, it's Boston. It's like is Boston. that that's where Conan's from, right? Brookline. Conan's also yes. from Brookline. Yeah, Conan's from Brookline. John Hodgman's from Brookline. JFK is from Brookline. Got it. So many well, Brooklineans. By, w- by way of you know. Uh, Dorchester, right? Like, by way oh, of Jamaica the Plain, or this or that, yeah. Right. yeah by yeah, way yeah. of a yes, by way of a Seagram's truck. That's <laughs> yeah. that's wow, good, Montreal. good yeah. knowledge, good knowledge. Wow. So, Alex, you have COVID. What's going on, dear? You poor thing. I would never I have, have made COVID. you do this if I had known. Uh, no, this is a nice respite from COVID. This is what a, can you tell us about the COVID? How long have you had it? How are you feeling? What's the I, situation? I tested negative on. Saturday, today's Thursday, not to blow up uh, any continuity issues, but uh, don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah. today's Thursday. I got it on. uh, I think I tested on Saturday. I was negative. I tested on Sunday. I was positive, positive, Mm. positive, baby. And um, I lost my sense of taste on Tuesday. It came oh, back. Did? But it came back yesterday, which is so oh. weird. Oh, so that was supposed to die. Because that can take months, apparently. Yeah. I thought it was supposed to go for a long time, but I can taste everything. Um, That's good. 
or maybe I can, maybe it's diminished and maybe I smell horrific, but my taste of, my sense of taste and smell are largely back. Do you have any taste sensitivities, i.e. like how cilantro tastes like soap to some people? Because I wondered if you would have tried something like that while you didn't have taste to see if you would still taste that sense. Mm-hmm. That is really good. Shall I, shall I go get some cilantro out of my, out of my. Do you uh, taste it like soap? I do. I don't, does it, if you have does it, it really in the taste kitchen, like then you soap? Don't. Yeah. I don't to mind that. To some people. Yeah. Well, I. Well, I cursed a lot as a kid, so for me, the taste of soap is uh, oh. very, very literal. They used to wash yeah, your yeah. mouth out? Yeah, I'm making a joke. Where are we finding you? What city are we finding you in? You're finding me in New York City. So your show is on at the moment, not on at the moment, coming back for a command performance. What's going on? Because it was in the New Yorker this week, and it would My- be disappointing if it was in the New Yorker and it wasn't on. Despite no, 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 it's on. It's on. It's on. I've taken a week off. off. I've taken a week off because of COVID. So that week yeah. is being rescheduled for the end of the month. And we haven't told anybody yet, but this is uh, so. This is, I guess, uh, exclusive breaking news. Oh, we love news. this. Oh, we get we exclusives are, on this show all the we, time. All the we time. are going yeah. to move to the Barrow Street. Oh no, now it's called Greenwich House, the Greenwich House Theater, the Barrow oh, Street Theater. It's a wonderful theater. It's gorgeous. June thirteenth yeah. for six weeks. My butt is so. Those are all really That's really wrong. That's why we decided. I didn't know that. Yeah. Rana, what was your theme? (laughs) Or did they not do that back then? My theme was beautiful. Just beauty, beauty and elegance was my theme. Got it. My my upbringing was so traditional. My theme was Judaism. (laughs) Is that true? How many sets of Shabbat candlesticks did you get for your bar mitzvah? Shabbat candlesticks? uh, None, but we got four. Five prayer bags? Four Kiddush cups. Oh, not bad. Very nice. Not bad. A decent hall. Looked like a pirate's <laughs> table. You know, uh, so wait a minute. You were raised modern Orthodox. Is that right? Oh, that's right. And are you still observant? Do you still go to synagogue, et cetera? Yeah, I'm still observant. I'm different than I was when I was younger. Yeah. Um, in Who some ways, it? I'm more observant. In some ways, I'm less. I put on my little tefillin every day. They're around here somewhere. Oh, do you? They're over there, yeah. Uh, I put on my tefillin, and I... Um, get a Shabbos bracha, Shabbos blessing, Sabbath blessing for my father every Friday. You know, you wash your hands. I wash not eat? before every meal. I don't uh-huh. say blessings before every bite of food, but you know, like I, I live a modern Orthodox life. So why the tefillin? Like Ivan- Ivanka. Ivanka used to go to the shul that I uh, went to. There we go. Uh, I don't like. I don't. Like, I don't care for them very but much. She, but she, she, right? She and Jared are modern Orthodox, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No yeah, shadel. No shadel. I wouldn't. You know. Also, I've dated non non Jews. The whole thing is the person. My girlfriend at the moment is Jewish and wonderful, but was raised less religious to me. It's a whole. It's a whole. Uh, it's a whole thing. And it's the, a whole Megillah, it, as they say. Alex. My bar mitzvah was the Megillah. I read the whole Megillah. Did you really? The entire damn thing. How long? How long is that? Like forty minutes, forty-five minutes. The whole oh. Megillah. The whole dang Megillah. <laughs> what day was the bar mitzvah that you read the Megillah? My bar mitzvah. It was Purim. Yeah, I was going to oh. say it would have. It to It was be. actually Purim. My my bar mitzvah was on Purim. Wait a minute, your bar mitzvah was on Purim, but they still made Judaism the theme. They wouldn't even let the kids wear a costume. I was, was going to say on Purim you could wear a costume, costume, right? Everyone wore a costume apart from me. You just went as the, well. You perm. went as the bar mitzvah boy. I went. I went as a man in my costume as a man. Did you have it at the temple? At the or where did you have it? Oh yeah, it was at the temple. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then a little uh, lunch uh, for my at my grandparents' sure. house afterwards. Nothing and fun. No awards. You know, sometimes sure. they're like, am I bought mitzvah? We gave out awards. We gave out the- No kids, gave- uh, party, no cake ceremony, none of that. No, well, no that's lighting for the, candles. That's really reform conservative stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's really, yeah. I the people that so want lucky. Judaism to be fun. Yeah. Those are those people. Yeah. The people that don't take it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly- what are so you, Anna? Alex- I've never I'm asked you. Conservative, okay. Both conservative, I guess you could yeah. say. But but I've I've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh uh, boy, I'm a yes. I'm the type they don't like. I'm the type that thinks Judaism's <laughs> a buffet or whatever they like to say <laughs> to people that aren't religious enough. For Culturally them. Jewish, yeah. Uh, Alex, talk to us about the run of the show a little bit, and then we're going to get into the sh- what the show's really about, which is not you. It's about the people that write in. Oh, no, no. I'm aware. I've listened. Scarlett Curtis, good friend of mine. I've listened to. Uh, oh, Scott. Oh, really? Maybe you could pass yours? a note. What are we mad at her about this week, Rana? Did we decide? Well, took a forever. She pretended to order the Girl Scout cookies. Oh, that's right. And then that's she right. did order them. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, she pretended then- to order. She's like a saint on earth. What's the. What's the. Uh- well, you, why don't you ask her? Oh, she Alex, I didn't know she- you had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't she- realize that you had the same experience with her that we did. Because it still traumatizes me. All right, let me text her. What what's the, what are we upset at her about? We're no, not. You don't we need to text her. We're in direct communication, dear. We're also in the middle of a program. All right, fine. Well, you said you ask her, and I said fine. I took that a no, CTA why don't you call ask to action. Her, you know, look, you are not seventeen. Why don't you ask her? It doesn't mean it has to happen that minute, like it does for kids that are seventeen. Why sure. don't you ask her? Means why don't you speak to her when you're done doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is this program? Fine, I'll okay? tell you about my show. I'll tell you about my show. And she That's would be horrified want. that you wanted to text her in the middle of the program. Yeah, because oh, look, also, he's got a copy of the New Yorker. I, right I went out and bought it today. I haven't even read the thing yet. I swear to God. You only I bought would, one? I, I feel like when something like that happens, you have to buy like 50. No. Are people, te- are people telling you it was a good review or a bad review? People are telling me it's a, it's a very good review. So I will, so I will read it. The issue with – I try very hard not to read reviews, good or bad, because you don't want to develop bad habits to uh for uh to try to lean into something or to lean away from right something. meaning to pl- be a pleaser never a good idea yeah be a pleaser of the people speaking but, of yeah. pleasers what this show is about people write in they're desperate they have nowhere else to turn they send us their real questions and we give them real advice and Wait, should i tell you do. about my should i tell you about my show first okay but give like... it you know, like briefly though because they can read the All new right. book if they want to know about your show okay the show's uh is a comedy show i went to this meeting of white nationalists in queens and then after about an hour one of them was like sorry but this guy's a jew and i was like yeah this guy's a jew and then like that's the uh and the show is sort of about that but there are a lot of jokes and stuff like that and it's uh it's run for it's run since december it was supposed to be three weeks of the cherry lane but we've been uh, we've been going, and uh, today we put those new dates on sale. So that's uh, it's very, very exciting. exciting. Yeah, it's been good. Billy Crystal came, and Jerry Seinfeld came. The guy who played uh, Jerry on Seinfeld, he he came to the show. And, oh, uh, okay, sure. White so sneakers, white sneakers. But yeah, he was. Uh, but so a lot of Jews have uh, and comedy people have come. Which is nice. But you st- you started doing it in 2018, is that right? And you've yeah. been sort of developing it. Did you ever do it at Edinburgh? No. I did. I did. I, uh, I, I, the Edinburgh is where I sort of, Edinburgh and Melbourne are the two places that I sort of developed uh-huh. it, uh, the hardest. And those are, those are my favorite places yeah. to do comedy. And now, and do you live in New York or Los Angeles? I live in, I live between, betwixt the two. Like uh-huh. I, every time I get settled in one spot, it's time to go to the other spot. 
So, uh, so you have I have a place a, in both places. So nice. I have a place in both places. Very nice. Nice for so. you. Have and you ever been to San Clemente? With, oh, sorry. Brian had a question. Have you ever been to San Clemente? No, but I, but I'm a fan of his career with the pirates. Uh, okay. no, what's, what's San Clemente? Oh, San Clemente is. It's well, California. I drove through it today and I was just wondering if you would ever. Isn't that where the Nixon library is? Yes. it's near San, Oh, I thought it was San in Whittier. Diego. Is that the same thing? No, it's I not. I think he's from oh, Whittier's Whittier. Wh- that's where he's from. He's you're right. Yeah. He's from Whittier. Yeah. The San and you're Clemente. also very friendly with Hannah Einbinder, who we. She's like. my she's my girlfriend. So yes. Oh, she is. Oh, yeah. For two years. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Now I feel. I feel. I just was spending time with her just the other week. She didn't mention you. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, look. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have brought it up if you didn't say you're very friendly with Hannah Einbinder. I was like, yeah. Uh, that is very funny. She did not mention you. You'll have to no. mention to her. You'll have to speak, talk to her. Not right now. Maybe after the show, and bring up the idea that you Hold didn't. Hold on, Facebook. It wasn't Hannah, mentioned. No, 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 no. Sorry, my <laughs> phone is on focus. I don't know if I can use it right now. So. <laughs> uh, I did not realize that you were boyfriend and girlfriend. That's fabulous. She's yeah, a terrific yeah. girl. Terrific. I, she is the absolute best. Where were yeah. you guys hanging out? You know, I'm very. Uh, friendly. You went to Bubba Gump, right? But um, that's what it yeah, we would yeah. bubble gum shrimp, but yeah. she's she's thought the shrimp was trife, so she just ate vegetarian while we were there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really funny. <laughs> Did we say that Alex's show was called Just for Us? Did we say that? We didn't say a thing. Okay, well, it is. It's called Just uh, for Us. And, okay, so uh, listen. Just, to what you. Google it for tickets or just? Well, we actually bubble gum. It's on my it's on my Instagram, it's on my Twitter, and yeah, okay. you can just it's also just for us show.com is, oh, okay. is a place to get terrific. Play. Perfect. Well, we're definitely gonna check that out in New yeah. York. That's for sure. And I'm sending Jordan, my son, who's gonna absolutely love it, I'm sure. I wanna know this. No, did you, you feel threatened at all? Sorry. When you went to the meeting, did you feel threatened? Not really. There was a moment where I was a little bit scared, but it's like uh, bears. You know, they were more afraid of me than I was. Because I think one of them was like, are you in law enforcement? And I was like, no. But uh, oh, no, they thought I'm you not. were fed. They they thought very highly of themselves, which I think is extremely, extremely I think you have funny. to. I mean, because you basically have to shut everything else out and be so confident in yourself to really have a viewpoint like that. Right? Yeah, they. I also think that they have their own narrative of things, and they exist That's on a right. social media. They have a social media yeah. platform that is so different. They use um, Telegram, Parler, Gab, mm. Whisper. Mm-hmm. Twitter is sort of passe for them because they keep getting suspended. Yeah. Right? So this is a very. Uh, but I'm on it, the hate. I'm on the hate sites now too. It seems like, to me though that their importance comes from. Well, this is ironic, I suppose. But their importance comes from their sense of persecution. And so they feel that they've been thrown off Twitter. They've been thrown off this. They've been thrown off that. We must have something that people feel must be that's special that people feel threatened. Well, and not to mention just having a viewpoint of we're our small group is right and everyone else is wrong. I mean, that takes a lot of person. Does it feel that way or does it just feel like a kind of bunch of losers? It feels like they're speaking, well, a bunch of losers is closer to where you think, but it also feels like I get a lot of, I interact a lot with anti-Semites on the internet. Like they seek me out. I'm also curious about it. And so I engage sometimes when people write me. Yeah. And they just, they're speaking a different language. They think that like, they don't just feel, 
persecuted, they feel persecuted like with intent. They feel like their Jews are lying awake at night being like, how do we get these, you know, how do we get these people? So like people write me things with the idea that like all Jews have some sort of thing in common. The conspiracy or conspiracy of it all. Yeah, but, even if they don't use that word, they, but they do. But do you feel that they are doing the inverse? Do you think they actually, obviously the fear as a Jew is that people are lying awake at night thinking, how do we get rid of them? And it's not an irrational fear because it's been going on for thousands of years. But my I, question is uh, the people that you interacted with, do you, you think that their anti-Semitism is merely this narrative that they've told themselves about Jews coming after them? Or do you think they are actually actively thinking about how to eradicate it, uh, uh, Jewish people from their lives? Or, do they know any Jewish people? Um, in some Besides cases, you. in some cases, some of them don't. Uh, in some cases, some of them do. Mm-hmm. I know in Queens, in some cases, some of them do. Um, and I don't, I've never met. So, by the way, they think everyone thinks they're reasonable. So oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I haven't met anyone who's like, let's just say what needs to be done. Let's go out there and like start loading them onto, you know, mass transport to like, everyone thinks that they're like, Hey, you know, I want to live and let live, but the Jews, they want to change the society. They want to, uh-huh. you know, change. So, no, I've interacted online with a couple people that are, um, I would say, violent or or express violent thoughts. But, like, you know, someone wrote me a message a couple of weeks ago. Here, do you mind if I read it? It's no. A, uh, it was really, really. Unless it's from Scarlett Curtis. No, no, no. Her hate is much more specifically directed. Um, uh, oh, yeah, she does the, seem miserable, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. so she's, she's such so a little wonderful. bright little light. She's the best. World. We love her. <laughs> she's so amazing. <laughs> she's like so all we want to do is hang out with her. Well, she that was really the complaint. She invited us for raclette, and that has not come together yet. Oh, right. That but, is the yeah. complaint. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, fine. I yeah. misheard you for a second, but this person just wrote me. The first thing they wrote me is this word, you know. Okay, uh, sure. Oh, yikes, okay. So uh-huh. it's a- that, That's sl- the opening salvo of the conversation? Yeah, and I K-I-K-E. wrote- K-I-K-E, I'll just yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wrote, I mean, that's not going to hurt my feelings the way you think it might. And the guy wrote, and his feet is filled with, you know, like, vitriol, bad stuff. Yeah. And he wrote, right- I'm sorry. Honestly, that was uncalled for. But was that not a Zionist synagogue? This is after like the synagogue thing in Texas in middle of January. And we have this whole conversation at the end. Zionist synagogue. What does it even mean? Yeah, I know. It's so (laughs) stupid. But he wrote, after some thinking on this, you're right. I swear I'm not hateful, just angry. You you know, like these guys. Well, also just. I just say anytime I've ever gotten. Anytime I've ever gotten any hate online, I usually just say something like, which was your favorite Avengers? And then they tell me as if nothing had happened. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) As if nothing had happened. They're like, oh, da da da. And I was like, oh, yeah, I liked that one, but I kind of like this one better. They were like, no, I see your point. I mean, every time that's just my go to question. It's pretty great because everyone just gets off the topic. It's crazy. It's so funny. They just don't experience as, you know, like the issue with everything being online is that a lot of this hatred. You know, I have a thought that sometimes I go, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but there is part of me that that's like, man, if we didn't have an, if like, obviously the internet radicalizes people, but in, in my experience, 
I've met people who've said some really horrible things online and then I meet them in person and they are like, it's so different. So I think the internet has turned the volume way up. And I think in reality, most people, maybe this is me being extremely naive and optimistic. I think most people are like frustrated and scared and sad and feel persecuted. I feel like it's that way all over. No, it's about powerlessness. And so this is just a cat. Honestly, it's what, that's what anti-Semitism has been about in different forms for a long time, whether before the internet, after the internet, Mm -hmm. but people that are powerless or feel that they don't have a foothold in society. And this is a catch all that everyone of their ilk can relate to, which is these people are different than us. So let's find someone to, to crap on or to live in relief from. And this idea that that we don't don't know they're different, that giving someone something means that it's being taken away from you. That's such a thing. Yeah. And it's also such a thing in this country of just like by design of the system of just, I want more than you. That's just the, the theme of it, you know? Right. That it's a pie and everybody has to get a piece mm-hmm. of it as opposed also, to, yeah. Also, there's a new identity. Also, persecution is currency now. So people want that, yeah. you know, people yeah. feeling persecuted is part of an identity and people crave identity. And so some people who aren't really persecuted, you know, are but, always really, well, you know, are eager to, to, to seek out the feeling time of persecution. time on. I mean, you look at the footage from, the thing about January 6th is that as terrifying as the concept of it is and this idea of a coup taking place on American soil in the, that no one thought that was possible, which is why it was possible, et cetera, et cetera. But then you look at that horrible footage, but of the people wandering the halls of the Capitol mm-hmm. and you just think, Look at these sad, yeah. aimless, powerless. I don't want to say disenfranchised because it makes it sound like they don't have a vote, but in their who in every single person in that lineup, you think to yourself, if you put their whole family together, they're on the outside of the family portrait. Every mm-hmm. person was a black sheep in that in that whole crowd, and none of them knew. Thank God, because they weren't organized. And that's not to say that there weren't people that were trying to organize. But it's pathetic. It's very sad, but it's dangerous. And that, I mean, and that's what Nazism was too, was that everybody needed, a, everybody felt like a big loser after World War I and they needed a way. And it's sort of what's going on now with Russia too. People thinking, you know, I, I don't want to speak about the Russian citizens because it's hard to know how they really feel because then we don't know how informed they really are about what's right. going on. But, and we don't have access to that, you know, really to a, a way to understand what they understand, et cetera, et cetera. But it's scary, scary stuff when it's left unchecked. It's very scary. Yeah. Very. In any event, you know, what's really scary is some of these questions we have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to read this first terrifying question? Oh my God, Ronna, I would truly It's so scary. Okay, I'm ready. It is a little scary. It is a little bit of a nightmare. Dear Ronna, Brian, and dynamic guest, Alex, what about that? I want to start by saying the two of you have helped me through some of the toughest times in my life. There is probably no one I quote more than Ronna Glickman. Your curiosity Hmm. and observational nature speak to me in ways I relate to. I would bet. You know what? Odds are. Yeah. Uh, speak to me in ways I relate to like no other. Now on to the advice I desperately need. My oldest son, I have two, 25 and 19. This is a grown-up. 
and his girlfriend revealed they are pregnant. To 25 say are, and 19. Okay. Yeah, to say they are ill-equipped is a gross understatement. Just logistically, their living uh, their living situation is very unstable. She doesn't have a job, a car, or driver's license, and refuses to get two of the three, job and license. Ugh. So she has a car, or refu- or doesn't refuse to get a car. I never, I don't. I, yeah, I don't really get that either. All. Actually, she refuses to <laughs> get two. To oh, get I guess car, she's basically yeah. I'll get a car, but I'm not going to do the job or the license. <laughs> okay. Wow. He has a single cab pickup truck. They have an untrained puppy that is very mouthy and likes to chew on your hand. They also refuse to get training for said puppy. I mean, really, that's probably the last of these issues. A mouthy puppy. puppy. Yeah, I like that. I picture her with like a little, you know, Mae West hat or something. Yeah. I've offered to pay. I hope it's a pug with like a Mae West vibe. I have offered to pay for training several times. They are both total slobs and major potheads. Of course. The pot may have something to do with their laziness. It certainly does. Are we still talking about the pregnancy? Like, is the- oh, good question. Is she smoking while she's pregnant? Good question. Despite this, he is actually a lovely human in his soul. He is kind, generous, un- and loving. Right. My she, son's perfect. My she's son, right? Is that, yeah, it's yeah. her. It's her. She, yeah. on the other hand, is to put it bluntly, a terrible oh, no. person. She's a narcissist of the highest order, and I, as well as others, believe that she's also abusive. I've tried for the last few years to bring Mm. her into the fold and form some sort of connection with her to no avail. She's miserable and has no problem spreading that misery to whom. How old is the girl? Nineteen. So over the last few years, we don't know how the the girlfriend is. Actually, she has a son who's nineteen and a son who's twenty-five. Right. So the oldest son's twenty-five. Twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried uh, – she's miserable and has no problem spreading that misery to whoever she comes into contact with. She's impatient, totally lacks self-awareness, and just as overall not a good person. Every time I think of my first grandchild being born into this situation, I feel sick. I feel sick for my son who will now be attached to this woman forever. I have no doubt if he ever did try to leave that she would wield that child like a weapon. I want to be supportive, but I truly don't know how. I fear for everyone involved. This is sad. I have a pit in my stomach since he told me the news. For a bit of background, I had him when I was 17. I met my current husband three years later, and he Mm. adopted him. I know what it is to have a child you are not ready for. I know what it is to ache for this little life you brought into a world unprepared. I know what it is to have to learn in real time to put yourself aside for the better of another. But I was far more emotionally stable and mature than either my son or his girlfriend. What do I do? How do I get over my own feelings of dread and support my son and future grandchild? I've never been at such a loss in my life. I'm a very roll with the punches kind of person, and this situation has brought me to my knees. Thank you both so much for your time. Kiss, kiss. I guess I'll say her name. It doesn't say not to. Uh, Alicia. Last name? No, no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Silverstone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, she's going to marry her son probably. Um, <laughs> bear. Yeah. Uh, Alex, dear, what do you think? It's a tough situation. As a grandfather, what's your take? Listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, it, these are adults, and it's not. You can't do anything. You can't like you're. I, this is not a 16-year-old and a 16-year-old. This is not a 18-year-old and an 18-year-old. This is these are two grown adults. And if you disapprove, they don't need your, you know, 
So here's the question. Do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? If you want to be right, then uh, maybe you can say all the stuff that you've said. If you want to be effective, you can try to help. And trying to help means maybe ameliorate, you know, don't say to him, hey, don't don't go all in on this. It's terrifying. Like, he's all in. He's all in. He's yeah. got this girl. He's got this girl pregnant. They're pregnant together. You know, uh, they want to have this baby. They're going to have this baby. Um, you know firsthand how scary it is to do this. You're, you know, if you go, well, I was totally equipped. Think back to when you were actually 17 and pregnant. Were you, did you feel equipped? Did you feel like you were, you know, going to be perfectly fine? I bet you that your uh, unwed, your your insane daughter-in-law is feeling the exact same way. So um, to use millennial parlance, try to hold space. Try to hold some space for uh, for this baby and her baby. Um, and I think you have to try to help out your son. And you can have frank conversations with him, but it should be prefaced with, I am here for you for whatever you need and dot, dot, dot. So that's, I, I don't know. That's, that's my, that's great. That's, I think that's my hot take, but it's, but also it's not like, Sometimes I see questions and sometimes I hear questions in the Sandra in in the episode you guys did with Sandra a few weeks ago. I heard a question and I was like um the Aisha Kyle um thing. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. they it was like, well, some of these things like the it's floating it's really it's not about the other people, it's about you. Like you're the only thing that you can do right now that's going to help is is be uh is be supportive and and try to be engaged and part of the mechanism, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think the issue actually here is that you are re-experiencing what happened to you when you were 17. I don't really think this has too much to do with them. It has to do with your identity and how your identity is shifting as a result of this situation, which is that you had had your kids young. You're young. Your son's 25. Yeah. So you're, you're in your 40s? Some quick math, Brian. What's that? 17? 42. 42. Very young. Yeah. To be a grandmother. Some people are still having babies at, at the age of 42. Yeah. And I think that this woman spent a lot of time reestablishing herself after what could be perceived as a mistake. Meaning sure. she had kids or not let's call it a derailment of a trajectory as opposed to a mistake. Meaning mm-hmm. if I could do it again, would I have had a kid at 17? No, I might've waited till I was dot, dot, dot 25 mm-hmm. or whatever, 30, whatever, whatever the story is she tells herself in her mind. And so she has, she, it's interesting that she mentions that she was alone for three years and then had this fabulous stepfather that came and that that was part to me. Again, this is just my shtetl clairvoyance. What do I know? She'd have to answer. But this is how I feel about it. Well, this is what I'm getting. That she sees that as a correction of the path that she was on. I was a single mother for three years. Then I met a great guy and I gave my kids this terrific life with this great guy who also was part of their family, was their father, et cetera, et cetera. And now my son, who I perceive to be much younger than he is, is making the same mistake I made at 25 and (sighs) is with a terrible partner, just like I was clearly with a terrible partner because that didn't work out. And so, and I'm going to be a grandmother and I'm basically 40. So how did this happen? I was supposed to 
get to wait till I was 50 and be back on the regular course correction as I hoped to be. And so this is your identity that, and you know, as Alex said so astutely, think back, you've been in his shoes, you've been this person. Did you want every person in your life telling you how to raise your child and what to do and which bounce to buy and which t-shirt to put them in and da-da-da? Everyone has to have their own experience. And the only thing you can do, whether she, if she's a terrible person and this thing's going to blow up, it's going to blow up when it blows up. Yeah. And obviously that's your fear is that he's going to be left stranded the same way that you were for those three years. And then, you know, the heavens dropped the stepfather on the situation and isn't ever, you know, that's how you see it as this wonderful life changing magical thing that happened to your family. But guess what? You are the grandmother. You are the person who is standing there to catch him. If anything, if anything should happen, but you don't have to catch him before he falls. I would say make any sense. Yes. And I would also say like on that note, like, the only person that you should really be super concerned about is this grandchild who could potentially grow up in a very volatile home, even if it's from zero to two. Who knows how long this yes. relationship is going to last? Yes. But that is the thing that you need to create for your grandchild yeah. is stability. total love, total stability, total safety. And the last thing you want to do, because grandparents don't have rights, that mother has every opportunity she wants to say, oh, you can't see her today. Oh, you can't see her next week. Oh, you can't see her in two weeks. She does. Excellent point. I would say you have got to play as nice as possible and be the most loving, charming, perfect person for that baby who is growing, probably going to grow up in a, with a mother at least. And, you know, I hate for, I, I know you don't want to admit it, but a father who's allowing it. And, you just got to really play it smooth and right because this baby will come to you and will need you at some point. You've got to just be the loving space. The more love on this kid, the better. I would also say, ignore all of that if they're getting high in front of a kid. You know what I mean? If like if you if there's a reason to call CPS, you yeah, should. If you're getting high, but don't call CPS because you're mad at them. I don't think you would. But just don't you have to if you that would be a last resort to do if things were do you really want to be hand. right or do you want to be effective? I think that's an excellent mantra for this. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you just you just got I never thought Alex would have a half an answer to this. So I'm, I was happy to see that that you just got to. I love I love these, you know, you like the moral the dilemma. Show. You're it. Well, you're Look, a yeshi- I listen to this show. You're I like really? yeshiva, you're a yeshiva Shilpa, guy. I love the I love the soap episode. The, I oh, mean, Mitch like, Soap is uh, the best. Yeah, oh yeah I would think I was out that episode, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Uh-huh. I think she, uh, you liked the one I wasn't on. But you're but you're a yeshiva guy. These are, I mean, this is, you know, we talk about Judaism. Quite I a bit love on this a moral. Show, but co- these are the I love quadrants. a machlokas. I love a machlokas. What is an that? Argument. Oh. It's, it's, it's a Hebrew word or an Aramaic word that means argument. I oh, love an fun. argument or a discourse. My, not um, an argument in terms of disagreeing with another person. You mean a... a, a I, li- let's I like that too because te- argument... Yes, but let's tease it out. Hannah's always uh, telling me You like me a that salon. A thousand Who percent. Who doesn't? I, think, I do too. Well, Hannah is always like, just so you know... Not everybody wants to argue. And the first time she said that to me, it was like, well, then how do they know how they feel? I know. I know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, sort of with so you. It's so foreign to me. She's like, Alex, not everybody wants to argue. And I'm like, well, then how do they know their position is sound? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to argue so that you can 
you know, so that you can figure out where you stand and like but be you pushed don't on things. Always have to change other people's minds, Alex. No, that's true. I've learned yeah. that, but you know, it's yeah. a you owe it to yourself to try. Also, yeah. Well, I think so. Sometimes, but that's a, yeah, make some yeah. Just make some choices about what. The only real way I think you can change someone's mind is if you're mid making love, and they're very vulnerable, and you just say like, <laughs> "Hey." Will you just do me a favor Vote and then Republican. I'll and then I'll finish you off. Vote yeah. Republican. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ron. Look, That's, we need a cheaper public option. And then you yeah. just right. and then you <laughs> and then you just you just whisper cilantro in the ear. Yes. Yeah. And then they love it after. Then they that. love yeah. it. Yeah. First of all, one, you should get tested after this. Two, it should be free. <laughs> Definitely. I yeah. want to say one more thing to this mother. Which is give everyone in this situation the gift of you getting a little bit of therapy around this. And if you already mm. have a therapist, Ooh, great idea. that's right. fine. But you need to bring this to the forefront in those conversations. And you need to say, and this again, this is not, you're not doing anything wrong, but the anxiety that you're describing is absolutely, and by the way, God bless you for being so worried about your son and his happiness, et cetera, et cetera. But they are living their own lives and mm-hmm. you have to figure out how to put away your own flashbacks or ideas or et cetera about your identity as a single mother and a young mother. And you have to allow them to have their experience. And you also have to, because as Brian was saying, and as Alex was saying, you need to figure out when something's really wrong and you need to intervene or whether you just want to intervene because you don't like the way it's going. Yeah, And so- by settling that in your own mind, you will have such a much, your, your judgment will be so much more sound in those moments where you say, you know what, there's something going on in that house and I want the, the baby can come here for five days or what, or she can sleep here on Saturday nights if they want to go out or, but whatever, if you really feel there is neglect, this, that, but allow this young girl the benefit, a uh, benefit of the doubt in terms of transformation i was about to say like th- she is going to get a wake-up call Maybe. who knows you can only hope that some of that narcissism disappears once she brings life into this world yeah she's it gonna will. be obsessed yeah. with the baby maybe who knows or she's gonna say Ugh, i wish i didn't do this and guess what she's gonna be delighted it to off. leave the baby at your house absolutely yeah, yeah. okay Next question. But please, please, please let us know. And we do have nothing but compassion for you. Of course. For how it's you're a, that's a really sad situation. Hard situation. Yeah. But you've got however also, many months to get into this. But also not necessarily sad. I mean, tough. tough we just don't even know also, yet. This could don't be the even best. Know. This could be the best thing that happens to the family in a long time. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure a in a baby million. is a magical creature. Yeah. I'm sure in a million years you wouldn't uh, want. I'm sure at 17, when you were pregnant, you maybe you were a little scared, even if you were very poised. But now you would, in a million years, take take back the baby that you had at, at 17. I have friends who have been in relationships yeah. where they had unplanned twins that blew up spectacularly less than a year later. I had a friend who was pregnant with a girlfriend, and uh, six months into the pregnancy, they broke apart in spectacular fashion. And and the couples are at each other's throats, and still they love the kids more than anything yeah. right, that's in the, the world, than the grandparents. So you're it's so tough situation, but it's gonna be a blessing. And try to try to look at this as something to look forward to instead of as again, this is just my shuttle clairvoyance, clairvoyance, but instead of as a failing. 
Mm-hmm. I think she sees this as a personal failure that her son has chosen a bad partner and is having a baby at a young age. Right. No. You try you can't, to see don't this as the that. wonderful gift that it is. This mm-hmm. kid's coming. So let's shower this kid with love and allow yourself the joy and allow you and also leave a little space for this girl to step into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you'd be shocked. You may not like her at all right now, but she might really appreciate some of your input on some of this. Yeah. So it could really transform your relationship. Let's just leave a little bit of the door open for the possibility of those things. Yeah. And be, I would just say, like, try not to talk badly about her to your son and try and never not, in front never of the child. Never in front ever. of the child, ever. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. But your son really doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. And he cognitively, honestly, he doesn't have the ability to hear it. This is the same. What happens around a baby is the same thing that happens around falling in love, which is no one wants to hear anything when they're in the thick of it. Right. And yeah. They, tunnel and they, vision. And you just refocus. And on anyone the family who says unit. something to those people is an enemy, really. And also, a man sees a woman with a baby or a partner, I should say, sees whoever with a baby. And you just think, wow, that person is doing something that I can't do. And it is a miracle and it's magical. And it doesn't matter how terrible they are as a person. There is a wonder around it. Mm -hmm. And he will be very much caught up in that. The one thing I would put my foot down on is she does need to give birth in in the bathtub. That's the one thing I would say. Absolutely no hair bows on a bald baby. I would say that too. I would say that too. And no photo shoots in a pumpkin, but Brian won't agree with me on that. No, I won't. And and don't (laughs) unseed the pumpkin because it makes it more authentic. Long time listener. Hi, Ronna. Brian B-R-Y, parentheses, capital Y. Oh, they covered their bases. All the options. Tony, Dante, Mimi, and Adam. Come on. The whole gang. How about guest? Yeah. Long time listener. First time caller. I love you all so much. Listening twice a week. Excuse me. Got me through a terrible job at a weed farm to now studying for hours in law school. Honest to God, this is a trashy show. We're talking about marijuana twice, Rana. I do get so disappointed. When our (laughs) fans tell us a little bit about themselves, I do get disappointed. Yeah. I, for one, think it is a crime that we don't have a Real Housewives of Boston starring Mrs. Glickman with Brian as a friend of. I'm not going to be the friend of. I'll be the first male housewife, okay? Yeah, you'd be a terrific. You would be a great. <laughs> you'd be great, Brian. <laughs> Following you to tennis, everything. Uh, yeah, everything yoga. I do. Uh-huh. Everything I get do. All the yoga. Mm-hmm. I hope you two can give levity to my situation. I am a oh, shiksa no. in love with a nice Jewish boy. I have been dating my wonderful, sweet, and funny boyfriend for almost five years. We met in college in a Russian fairy tale class. I would love to take that class. Fabulous. Yeah, me too. And how relevant in this moment. Yeah, right? It used um, to be a Ukrainian fairy tale class, but uh, after yeah, a yeah. long yeah. Yeah. Well, campaign. Well, it was, and they it wasn't, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, and have been dating ever since. We share the same idea of what we want for our future. We have talked about getting married, having children, where we want to live, where we want to travel. He supported my decision to move over 1,000 miles to attend law school in New England. Our relationship is still as strong as it was when we lived together. Okay. They don't live together now. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, We have both. Oh, I see. She's in Boston and he's not, I guess. Oh, oh, Uh, oh, oh, oh. We have both agreed that we are the person for one another and plan to get married when I finish law school. The rub is... I am not Jewish. 
My boyfriend was raised in a very religious Jewish household. Alex, you're going to have to raise your hand if this is you. He was raised kosher. Miss Piggy would approve. His family had separate pots and plates and utensils for meat and dairy, and they really ate out at restaurants because they were not kosher. My boyfriend still keeps kosher, while the rest of the family, aside from his father, does not. His father, a successful businessman, never worked on the Sabbath. They went to temple every week. My boy, I can't believe we have Alex here today for this one. This is pretty good. I know this actually. is like right up his yeah. alley. It really is. My boyfriend and his family want him to marry a Jewish woman. Now, when they say my boyfriend and his family, that's an odd phrasing because it means- It's a typo. It's a typo. Yeah. Well, unless it, mean, it means that he, all, well, we're going to find out. Well, he probably also the boyfriend really, and the parent and his parents and stuff. Right? But maybe he really wants to marry someone who's Jewish, which is, I think, maybe where we're headed here in terms of Oh, my of boyfriend conversion. and, oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. My boyfriend and his family wanted to marry a Jewish woman. I that, would be lying if I said I wasn't worried that he may someday leave me for a proper Jewish woman. We have discussed the possibility of me converting. This is where my issue lies. I understand the gravity of what it would mean to convert. I understand the history that guides the decision. But am I willing to change my whole identity for a man? Question mark. And I couldn't help but wonder, am I the Charlotte York <laughs> of my friend group? Put a pin in, am I willing to change my whole identity? Yeah, because yeah. Is that it your whole identity? I... But let's get back there. I grew up in the Lutheran church, which is just diet Catholic, except we keep our beliefs tucked way away and never bring it up. I am not a very religious person, but I still consider myself a Christian. Converting to Judaism would be no small task. Also, some Jewish people may not even recognize me or our future children as Jewish. Well, who cares about them? I, I mean, unless your kid wants to be the head rabbi of Israel, I think yeah. you're fine. Unless they're paying your bills, don't pay yeah. them any mind. And by the way, don't worry. They find a way to take the converts when they need them. When the army's running When the numbers low, are the down. Kibbutz, <laughs> yes, the kibbutz. Yeah, they find a way. Right. They say you can't join our thing, but you can fight in the army if you want to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want our future children to be raised in the Jewish faith. Okay. But I find it difficult to accept the idea of changing myself for a man. Even if I converted, I would like to keep my faith. That means Christmas, I think. I would feel dishonest if I still chose to believe in what I was raised believing while technically being Jewish. I love my, she sounds, this is a very Jewish line of discourse, Alex, talking, <laughs> talking of the argument. She's already got this down. I love my boyfriend and want to grow old with him. Do I convert for the sake of the Jewish people and get over my own insecurities? Am I jumping the gun and worrying about this without even having a ring on a specific finger? Rana. As a flawless Jewish woman, I would love your perspective. Brian, I hope you tell me to buy a wig, book a plane ticket, and jet off to Budapest to start a new life to avoid this conflict. That's, what I, I, that's A-plus advice right there. Kiss, kiss, Molly. You can use my name. Well, at least uh, her oh, name's Alex. not Christy. You uh, know? Oh, Alex. Well, Alex, yeah, uh, you're oh, the Alex. guy here. You As a Jewish us. man, I'm dying to hear what you have to say here. Um... He doesn't think they're going to make it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I have been in this situation. Sure, of course. Where you were serious about someone who wasn't Jewish? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I dated someone who wasn't Jewish for four years. And How not Jewish was she? um, uh, This amount, a little more, a little less? 
Uh, she didn't get, she wasn't religious. She was like agnostic or atheist. She was agnostic or atheist or something, but she loved Judaism and found it culturally appealing, but you know, it wasn't, um, I don't, and also, I don't know. I don't know how her, uh, I don't know. I can't be entirely privy to her interior life, but I will say that it is your choice whether or not you want to convert to Judaism. No one else can make that decision for you. Um, and you, and it should be one that if you decide to make, you can make, you know, you should try to like, she's, she's right. It is not an easy thing to convert to Judaism. And especially if you want to do it in a way that is thorough enough that you feel that it has, because sometimes people convert in a way that's easy in a more, uh, liberal branch of Judaism, liberal religiously, not politically. And they, um, they're they insecure about it for the rest of their lives. They walk around with this concern that they're not really Jews. And, uh, and there, by the way, there are some people who undergo that same conversion and feel fine with the level of Judaism that they're at. Personally, I feel that if you have, in, if you've invested any sort of rigorous attempt at Judaism in your life, uh, and consider yourself Jewish, then you're Jewish enough for me. That's how I feel. But it is also her boyfriend's right to have that boundary for himself and a partner. Like, I think that is truly, like, if you're, like, yeah, it's difficult. What's it's so difficult interesting situation. here, though, is that they both seem, because people always say, like, well, have you talked about how you're going to raise the kids? Like, you know, da, 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 that's the big mm-hmm. issue. And what's yeah. interesting is that isn't an issue. It's a personal yeah. issue for her. That's so. That's what's so interesting about that. You don't hear that a lot, that she's like, I want the kids to be Jewish. Well, it well, isn't. It you, isn't. Oh, really? Because here, I totally agree with what you're saying. Part of the problem here, which is going to be unpop- an unpopular thing to say, but part of the problem here is youth and inexperience. Because you can't... They can have the conversation where they say, I want the kids to be Jewish. I want the kids to be, I'm fine with the kids being Jewish. That's fine. I care about the kids having a religion and we both agree it's more important to you and that's fine. Great. We all agree. And I don't mind having Jewish kids and that's wonderful. But the problem is without going through the conversion and being serious about the conversion, and I am speaking from the perspective of this guy, not everybody, just this guy. Yeah. So I don't want her to be confused into thinking, only going on the information she's given me. So again, I could be totally off base here. But the problem is, without going into the conversion with the right attitude and going through the right courses and this and that, she'll never be a Jewish wife and a Jewish mother. Can I? That's what he wants for his children. So it's not that he, I think based on what I'm hearing here, meaning the do the candles together, the, the Friday night, this and that. What a, there are people who they convert and that's plenty for them. We're going to have Friday night dinner. Sounds good to me. Can we make sure the kids have a bar mitzvah? Absolutely. And everybody is happy with that level. But it's, But this guy keeps kosher. And I think he's concerned about these covenants that he has with God and his, with his religion. And unless she is serious about that, that's really the conversation they have to have. How Jewish do I need to be for you? Right. That it's not so, it's not the kind of Judaism that, or conversion that you were talking about at the beginning, Alex, of just like, no, no, this is the easy way. Yeah. Which is also fine, the easy way. 
No, no, but no. I know, is, but that yeah. doesn't sound like that's what he wants. Yeah. But the thing is, what Rana's talking about is Rana's talking about the right thing here, which is that Judaism. It's so hard sometimes because I, and this is a really unpopular thing to say. There are aspects of life that religious people have in whatever religion they are in, and it's closed off to people that aren't within that religion or within that religious sect or within that religious, there's a language, there's an ethos, there's something. It's honestly not that different. You date an Italian guy. His mother says she'll teach you how to make the sauce for Sunday. She teaches you, but she doesn't teach you how to make the, she leaves one ingredient out of the meatball. And then you make terrible meatballs for the rest of your life. And your (laughs) husband thinks I should have married an Italian woman because the mother doesn't want to share. There are elements of, so everybody has to give something up here if they want I'm to be just, together. I'm just saying that there is that if you, if you live a life where you have invested Judaism in every aspect of it, your music is Jewish, your your internal monologue is Jewish, your food is Jewish, your the way you dress, the way you think, the way you rest, the way you work. If that's all imbued with something Jewish, and you have a partner that doesn't have that then that is a difficulty. Like I have, exp- in my lived experience, that is how I've, you know. But why did you seek that person out? Why is he dating a shiksa? Because they're, first of all, but that doesn't mean that there aren't, thi- that that someone who isn't, who doesn't have that in every part. Like you don't need to date someone who's your carbon copy. Like you, dating someone who, who speaks a different language or is from a different place. They're that having is- serious conversations about the rest of their life together. Which is good. Which is good. But I'm saying that, like, if you want this Jewish person who has who has invested Judaism in every aspect of their life, then and and you go listen. There, are, it may be an impasse. It may be impossible. Like I've dated people from different faiths who have had this in their own life, where they go listen. I have I dated this girl Alice who had a personal relationship with Jesus that conflicted with where. We fit into each other's, you know, fit into each other's lives. Like it is a really tough situation and it's also not anyone's fault. And I think people look for these binaries in relationships the way we look for binaries and everything right now where we go, whose fault is this? Who is right? right? Like, is he wrong for insist? It's not a fault. These are two people with needs and those needs may not line up with each other. And so I really feel for both of these people actually, because there's another way to look at this. Oh, please. And I hope that she, I, I honestly hope she plays this conversation for him. Mm. He also has to have a conversation with himself, not just about what his Jewishness means to him and what living a Jewish life means, but what it means to be known and to be loved and to be understood by another person. Because mm-hmm. that is, if that is what you want in this life, if you really want a lifelong partner, that is an incredibly hard thing to find. And if that means not being so obstinate about, well, I hope she learns all the prayers or whatever it is, no, but saying like this girl, she, she may have her own things and I have to respect that on some level too. And we have to meet in the middle because how I feel when I'm with her and when I discuss life and when I make decisions and I feel buoyed by the love that I know that I have somewhere in this world, that I'm loved by someone in this way, if that's what they have, then that is a very serious thing to let go of and that they have to find a way to move past 
this obstacle and come to some compromise. But she also has to examine her relationship with religion and what she really, it's okay if she's not a religious person. I also just really think they need to be a Christian and a Jew at the same time. I also just think they need to discuss it more. I feel like they don't talk yeah. about it that often. And I'll tell you why, because she's, she's scared. Yeah. 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 And she said, end. she said her, yeah. exactly. She's scared it will end. And she said herself, like, I don't know if I'll get the ring first Without or if the, the da, 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 da. you've talked yeah. about nothing. It sounds I you haven't talked about it that much. So really you should just, and it's a good idea to play this for him. Like you said, Rana, because really you just need to be talking about this more with him. I don't feel also, like you haven't talked to him about it that much. Also, I got to tell you, you're not getting that ring right now. That's what I was like, going to say not, too. I don't like, know. You're just not. I know. Because, I, I've never because, heard it working that way. Everyone I know who's converted has had to convert first. Yeah. But, and also like, you know, he'll tell you this. If he's truly Dati, if he's truly religious, you can't convert for him. Like, like they, modern Orthodox people believe that down to their heels. Like, you can't convert for a partner. You had, like, that's not on the, that's not on the form. Like, it's you because gotta, this is your belief system now. Well, it's because you, something resonates with you or you find beauty in it. And by the way, there are, you know, Jews don't proselytize. Like we don't, we don't. Right. We we're don't the go. Lutherans of the. We're the Lutherans of the religious community. Well, it's interesting community. that we're she's deep down. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. If yeah. you're Lutheran or or Episcopalian or Anglican or Anabaptist, like they'd be very different. You probably have a really confusing relationship with where this is right now. But when you say you're a Christian, it feels like you may have a personal relationship with Jesus, as like as foreign as that phrase sounds coming out of my. Um, mouth. Um, and so you have to examine that first and not wanting to change yourself for a person. Like I don't that's think that the she right has impulse, a personal though. relationship with Jesus. I think she fears that she she's a Christian. She fears it's part of her identity. It's part of her cultural identity. Yeah. And I think she fears giving up all of that, which I think is a very important fear to listen to giving up who you are completely to join another flock which is yeah, what she sucks. sees well, and also, as I mean, the re- the requirement here. When you grow up in a you know in a Christian environment and going to, for instance, I did going to church every week and also going to a, a Christian school where we had church every morning. Um, it is really even though your beliefs sometimes may be logical or something in that way where you're like, well, I'm not really going to talk about people's afterlives or I'm not going to think about where I'm going. It's so deep inside you that, um, like, I think Woody, oh God, I'm, I don't want to quote him actually. You can quote Woody Allen. He's- well, didn't he say something like, um, I don't believe in God and that scares me to death or something. I mean, there is a thing where, where that is the ultimate betrayal, even when you don't actually believe in those things any longer. So I do see how someone would struggle to say, I'm not a Christian any longer, even though they're probably not a practicing Christian. Well, you're raised in a very nice, supportive home, and it feels like turning your back on your family. You know, that you feel that, again, these we were talking about faults and absolutes and binary decisions. Accepting one is turning her back on the other is how she sees it. And maybe there is a world where these people can live a more modern life than that, where it isn't quite that simple. I would also talk to people who have... I will. I would also talk to people who have difficult, who've gone through this experience. Kate, they're reachable. They're out there. But I would to. really Kate Capshaw, ask. You could. I would really. Ask, <laughs> I would really ask this guy. 
I really hope he hears this. I would ask him because I think part of the problem is that they're young. And so he thinks what he thinks. But part of it is that he's also sort of parroting his existence. I would ask him to really think deeply about what's important to him and what he can live with and what he can't live with. And that that may be an impasse for them, but that he also needs to do that soul searching instead of just sort of the ten, try not to be offended, Alex, but Jewish men tend to take a position, which is my way, the highway about stuff like this. And if he's doing that, because that's the culture he was raised in, he needs to decide what he's willing to lose over that and whether he's willing to keep looking. And it may just be also there in the twenties in this relationship. Well, someone else is going to be a wonderful relationship that didn't work out, but it's also, you guys went to a good school. You went to also, if you took the very famous Russian fairy tales class at the university of Pittsburgh, you went to a really good school. Like these are well-spoken. You're a well-spoken person. He's a well-spoken person. Like um, uh, you should have this discourse and opening it up is not going to end it. Like it's you don't not, have to break up that night if he says, no, I want to marry you, you and you say, more. I don't want to be one. Yeah. Yes, you it's really do It's a conversation. It's an, it's an evolving conversation. But my, I've had girlfriends live with it. My, you know, I've had Jewish girlfriends say to me, I worry that I'm not Jewish enough. And here's the other thing, and this is for him and you, which is that if you get to that point where you go, well, I'm not, you know, there are aspects of my life. Like I realized it took me until my thirties to realize that a partner did not need to be everything for me. Like Hannah doesn't like to hike. I need to hike. It's like, I have this irrepressible wandering Jew gene. Like I need to be walking around constantly. But you don't have have to hike hike. with her. She's there with you. Right. I have a hiking buddy. I need to, I study Parsha every week uh, with my friend, Sarah Hurwitz. Hannah doesn't always need to study the Parsha, but she always asks because she's Parsha's curious. Parsha's the so Torah talking. portion for that week, Brian. Yes. Got it. So I do, I like, I have practices in my life that are okay for me to fulfill and my partner doesn't. And also she dips her toes in and out. You know, we, she doesn't hike, but she did the narrows in Zion with me, which is the best thing I've ever done. So like, the what? Uh, you know, like, oh, the I, narrows I'm actually in dying Zion. to do that trap. That sounds amazing. Oh, I, I the internet the keeps narrows cutting in up. Zion. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. But yeah, like there are different functions that partners can fulfill. But if also for him, if she's willing to take this leap, like Rona and Brian said, you need to meet her. Somewhere. You need to meet her. Oh my God. You better fucking appreciate it, man, because it is such a big thing. It is so hard. But and it's- also we take it for granted because we're raised in it. So we don't, we don't realize how foreign it sounds to people. We don't realize how, like when you're raised and it's part of your language and your background, even if you go, well, I'm not as religious as X, Y, Z, it is so difficult. It is so, and also every time I meet a convert, I'm like honored. Like I'm thrilled. Like my, like the actress, Helena York is, uh, who's like one of the funniest people alive is a convert. And like when I met her and heard what she was experiencing, I was like, wow, this is, um, I'm honored to be part of the same religion and species as this person. So like, yeah, you better honor this, uh, this person's journey if, cause even, cause it, it must be an absolute weight on them. All right. I'm getting tired of talking about Jewish people. I sure, think go we got to just end it, Rana, because we've been going on for so long now. I think yeah. we just got to Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, that wasn't a criticism of you. We've all been really enjoying it. <laughs> no, this. it's my fault. It's my fault. It isn't at all. Long-winded. I was long-winded. No, don't worry about it. 
Alex Edelman. What You're a right, phenomenal. Brent. That was yeah. a lot. We had a lot there. Oh, Lana, we had a lot there. Yeah, Alex, we had a you lot there. truly, I feel like I learned a lot today. I'm not even kidding. I feel like I laughed a lot and I feel like I loved a lot. I love you. You learned, you laughed, and you loved. Absolutely. What else Which is Which could there? be the title of your new show. Learn, laugh, love. Yeah. The next one. The next, the next one. one. Opening uh, at the Atlantic City Playhouse. Please go see Just For Us. Uh, it's still at Cherry Lane, or, or it should be direct? No, it's moving okay. to- it's at the- it's at the Soho till April twenty third till April thirtieth. Now it okay. is sold out at the Soho. Okay, but got There it. are tickets eminently available for the uh, for um, Barrow Street what, or Greenwich for, for Greenwich House. Greenwich House, whatever it's called now. But yeah. um, but thank you so much for having me. I love this podcast, so I cannot believe that. Uh, and I'm not doing it ton of podcasts, but they they were like, do you want to do this one? I was like, uh, more than any. I think I actually asked to do it. That's such like a compliment. Started. That is true, dear. You reached out to us. I did. I yeah. said, can you reach yeah. out? Because I love this podcast. That's and a I huge said, compliment. Said, yes. Thank you. And I'm mentally com- rating myself against some of my favorite guests, and I'm coming up wicked short. So I hope you guys. Who are you oh, not even, not at all. You're one of my favorites. Wicked short. Listen to him. What? Who no, are your no, favorites? No. I can't possibly. I can't possibly. Sandra Bernard, Mitch Zilpa. Yes, of course. I mentioned those. Who else? Um, Scarlet is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell me, that's good enough. Those are three good ones. No, no, no. Who, Where do you fall on Naomi at Paragon? I love Naomi at Paragon, but I haven't heard. Lana. Has she? Has she? Has she? Has she been twice? Has she been I think. And she's been on the Patreon. Six and she's co-hosted. Yes. Yeah, six. No, she hasn't. Times. Yes. Eight and nine at times at least. Yeah. She's probably. She's basically been here more than anyone else. Co co co. Oh, you know who sure. I love? You know who I love hugely? My girlfriend's boss, Mike Sure. Oh, oh, sure. He's I mean, wonderful. I mean, he's Mike Sure. He's like a oh, we god do on Mike Sure. He's wonderful. Oh my goodness me! He's so so talented, so funny. Twice, twice he's been in the carriage. I know. I've heard, I've he heard wants to do a residency. Yeah, we're doing a residency with him in at Universal Studios Orlando. I yeah. Are you kidding? We still you need heard... his wife to figure it out for us because she's Regis's have... daughter, so she's going to have the in. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, can you believe it? Of course. She's a she's Egregious Philbin's daughter. Yep. She she is Regis Philbin's oh. daughter, JJ Philbin. Yeah. Um I also love the politician that you had on. Who was the politician? Oh, Julian Castro. Andy Slavitt? Yes. Oh, Julian Castro. Yes, yeah. Julian Castro is yeah. like yeah. Julian Castro's pretty good. Oh yeah, he was He's great. What a sweet so handsome. The girl who's in that show with Lennon Parnham. Jessica St. Clair. Jessica St. Clair. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She'll she's be great. sorry. So you can tell you, she'll be sorry you described it that way. No, I just love that show, and Lennon's the one I always remember. They're both. I just, well, that's worse, what you just said. So. <laughs> no, I just yeah. – Don't worry. I, I doubt in a million years that Jessica St. Clair is listening. No, they're both incredible, <laughs> and they'd both be thrilled to, to be described as each other's partner and best friend. So. Yes. And uh, lastly, I got to give a shout-out to uh, Kurt Brownholer and Scotty Landis. Oh, so fun. Oh, yeah, I, sure. I think that's one of the – I think that was might be my gateway episode. I think that was the one that got – They're hilarious. Also, yeah. lastly, We've Rona, got, you- this is over. Yes, dear. All right, you no, know go ahead. That, Give us th- the last, like, give us the give last. Thank you for doing the Pesach give us- last year. Oh, were you oh, that's right. That? I was the head writer. You emailed me. I was the. That was I'm, you. Yes, that was me. Oh, I, I see. I made so many Jewish names. I didn't even know it was you. Yeah, um, I, it was I, my pleasure. I would be happy to be involved in anything like that at any time. If you, you will be. If you're we, doing it again this year. Dude. We loved having you. We're not doing that. We're going to do something, something else, else, Benj and I. But we're like, we're 
Benj Passick is someone you yeah, need to have Yeah, we love on the show. Benj. Why don't we have him on? Yeah, of course we should. should. That's a you great should. idea. Well, I'll have to, I have to figure out who that is. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, it's a Do bet. you ever heard of Dear it's Evan a, Hansen? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Greatest Showman, Saturday Night Seder. Writes okay. all of them. Oh, Writes really? All yeah. Of them. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, dear. Well, then I'd it was love to. Such have a you. pleasure. Give yeah. Hannah our love, please. Please and Scarlett. Uh, and I want to have her on too, but I don't. Know oh, and we're, I hope you continue to recover very, very well and speedily. Oh yes, of course. Thank you so much. You got it. Um, and kiss, Thanks. kiss, and continued success with the show, and we can't wait to come see it. Thanks. So wait, much. hold right. on, hold on for five seconds. Are you going to be in New York? No. Oh. But who are we giving something to, Rana? Ah! My God, we didn't do the giveaway. All right, Alex, do you, you know this part of the show, to right? Between. Yeah. So are we going to give something special to the person who may or may not be converting or the soon-to-be grandmother? The converting for me. All right, I'm Rana. Sorry. For me, it's the grandmother. I think for me, it's the grandmother too. Yeah. She's what? Because <laughs> her letter was just much more sad to me. Yeah, she's really having a hard time. He's really it's not sad. Well, it's not sad. You she needs a... a way to find it to not be. And I'll tell you what, you say it's not sad. It is sad to have a grand uh, daughter-in-law you hate. Yeah. You don't, everyone hates their daughter-in-law. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's the first law of in-laws. We have, I'm hate. sorry, we're going to have to overvote you here. Yeah. Fine, I'm over. I can. I. I. I uh, cede to a greater. We're set vetoing of you here, and Brian. I don't know what we're giving her, but it's a bottle it's of scotch and something else. Absolutely, a uh, uh, frying pan to hit itself. I was about to say, with. just something to knock herself out when it's just too much. Um. um all right, dear Alex. All right, dear, Alex. Go, go to your go take your Adderall or whatever you yeah. need right now. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying the. <laughs> the, Beautiful. The cord mustache. You'll say this today, the yeah. senior. The oh, I really hope this is the video clip this week. I Me really, too. Really hope. It's his Dolly Tony, impression. Tony, if you're listening. Please. Yeah, Tony, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> don't, Tony, don't do me dirty like that. <laughs> All right, dear. All right, kiss, thank kiss. You. All right. You ready for the cliffhanger, Rana? Who, what are we going to give that woman, Brian? Oh, my God. We have to think about it. Um, okay. We got to get her something, something soothing. Yeah. What do you think? Like a, like <sighs> one of the one of the candles or a, um, uh, one of those um, maybe things something that you put on your... gorgeous. It's tricky. Yeah. I'm tempted to get her something gorgeous for the baby. Uh huh. So that she can, when she has the baby at her house, she has something gorgeous. Oh, you know, she has nice. her own little nursery. Oh right. Well, but you I, probably know baby stuff. But right I now think it's encouraging the wrong feelings in her. I think it's encouraging a little too much ownership. Over the baby, if we do that, and we don't want to encourage that. What we really want to encourage her to do, I'm tempted to send her like a cozy, I mean, maybe this is too much, a cozy robe or a slipper or something warm. I think she needs to sit with herself a little bit. Yeah. Does that make sense? I agree. I think she needs something soothing and comforting. I mean, we always do the Palo Santo candle, and that's good at new beginnings and that sort of thing. That's true. I remember there was like a set of bath gels on the... Oh, the Suzanne... uh, That. Yeah. The trio, if they're still doing the bath trio. Oh, right. That might have just been for the holidays. Yeah, but we could do that if she's a soca. Yeah. Or okay. a Santa Maria novella. We haven't been there in a minute. You know what? That's true. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. 
Okay, let's do a Santa Maria. I can't believe all these things I know now, Rana. Simply because of you. I love it. Uh, All right, dear. Are you going to read the cliffhanger? I'm ready to do it. Dear Rana and Brian, I'm a longtime listener and big fan of you both. This week, after two years of doing our utmost to avoid it, my boyfriend and I both tested positive for COVID. I thought Mm. the numbers were going down, Rana. No, well, they're going up in Europe. Right. Yeah, and that means bad news is headed this way. This but way. then there's the issue of we don't know what version of it is. It's this new right. BA2 something. Right, yes. So, but I don't know how bad it is. I just know people are getting it. They're getting yeah. it. Yeah. The clincher is that one of my best friends and her fiance were in town for a week-long trip to New York. They recently moved from New York City, where we live, to Chicago. And my friend, let's call her Louisa, tested positive as well. It seems that my boyfriend contracted COVID while on vacation in Europe last week and uh-huh. passed it unknowingly, of course to both me and Louisa. Okay, so there it is. There has been no person in my life more COVID conscious than Louisa, already prone to extreme anxiety. During the pandemic, I have watched her make herself absolutely miserable, taking every precaution to the nth degree. I've also been very careful. I'm extremely immunocompromised. And yet Louisa is placing the full blame of her illness on me and my boyfriend. Oh my God. Yikes. The guilt we both feel is immense, and we've apologized to Louisa okay, everywhere. We okay, okay, this is a goddamn pandemic. Yeah, the guilt we feel. get over it. Then she it's should just everywhere. Be, she Louisa. should be in solitary confinement. Then yes, but at this okay, point, boy in the bubble, keep going. Exactly, but at this point, I just she feel shouldn't angry. have come to your house if she didn't want to get COVID. Precisely. Every time we leave our houses or open the door, yeah, to you somebody, take a risk. There is a chance of getting COVID. Of course, keep going. But at this point, I just feel angry. This is affecting our lives too, and it's truly not anybody's fault. I believe that at this point in the pandemic, we all know the amount of risk we've decided to take on. I've been trying to check in with Louisa about her symptoms and have been receiving passive-aggressive texts in response about the various plans and family obligations having COVID is going to ruin. Ugh. But she's she also terrific. Ter- yeah, honestly. But she's also yeah. insisting on quarantining far after CDC guidelines recommended just to be safe. How do I move forward from this? I'm trying to focus on recovering and keeping things in perspective. We're all vaccinated and boosted and have had relatively mild symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. But I don't know how to proceed in my friendship with Louisa. It seems like even if she forgives me, she'll keep blaming my boyfriend, placing me in an impossible bind. Thank you for any advice you're willing to provide. Sincerely, COVID positive and guilty. Please don't use my name. P.S. For context, we're all in our late 20s. Oh, well, I mean... Oh, really? Thanks. That's for more than that. just yeah, for context. Yeah, we had no yeah. idea. We thought you were 48. <laughs> Patreon.com slash askrana to listen to that cliffhanger, not to mention for every other bonus episode that you oh, can ever so imagine. Oh, I'm so embarrassed for the people that don't belong to the Patreon. Well, it doesn't make any sense because it's $5 a month to get in on the it audio. It is now? $10. Rana, you're absolutely right. Grandfather yourself in because it's Interest coming. rates have gone up. It's coming. Inflation, and ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? And $10 a month gets you all of this plus the video. Rana looks stunning each and every time. She's wearing her gorgeous leopard true, the true, whole true. time. Love to disagree, true. And, um, and yeah, I, you know, I just had another piece of a little bit of an instinct about the gift. Cover your ears because you're not going to like it. Me? We're going to send her a robe with a grandmama. Great. When baby Steve was very little. And I wanted to steal time with her. Mm-hmm. In other words, I wanted her to fall asleep on me or I wanted mm. to, you know, other people That's she was so getting sweet. comfortable with. But I thought, you know what? I know what she needs. Hold on a second. I would put, we're not going to send this. We'll send on something similar. 
But I would put on my robe from the Hotel Bellia. Oh, you do Which love that. Made I see why you're telling me to cover my ears. soft, cozy material. It won't be from there. We'll send it from somewhere else. No, it's from, and okay. And baby Steve would just burrow right into that robe. And I would Sweet. think, ha, I gotta. That's And nice. this grandmother, that's a trick. The first thing it's going to do is going to allow you to wear it and relax and think about how you're being a little bit much at the moment. And you need to mm-hmm. sort it out and get it figured out. But it's also, after the baby arrives, going to be a way for you to sneak an extra cuddle with the baby when the baby doesn't even know it. How wonderful, Ronna. Yeah. And I love the way you were saying that. It sounds yeah. so nice. Co- and then you hold them. I told you, you go cozy, 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 cozy. Cozy, cozy, cozy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm going to give you a cozy, cozy, cozy hug. I want one, Ronna. The next careful. time I see you, I'm going to come up to you and I'm going to pinch your cheeks. <laughs> All right, yeah. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.